Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in. So make sure that you follow the podcast so that you can get notifications for new episodes and see what else we have going on with the show. So for those of you who don't know, on Monday mornings, there is a message and prayer for moms that uh, posts at 8.30. And on Thursday mornings, there are episodes with expert guest speakers at 10 a.m. where we talk about a variety of different topics to help moms on their mama journey. And really no topic is off of the table. So we have an episode that talks about the pornography epidemic and why that's important for moms. Um, We have so many amazing episodes on making space, for yourself as moms and why that's important and having a peace-filled home and postpartum depression and uh, and anxiety and things that we go through as moms there that we don't often want to talk about. So make sure you definitely tune in to those episodes. And then of course, if uh, having a message, which is just real for me and the things that I'm going through in my life um, that I believe that other mamas are probably going through too and how I'm navigating them and then ending in prayer uh, for moms and just praying over our weeks and our kids. Um, The very start of the week, I know the week technically starts on Sunday, but we do it on Monday morning, start of a new work week, school week, whatever it is, um, and show up there at 8.30 if that interests you. So Today we are going to talk about what it means to be a purposeful mom and we're going to just hop right into our topic of what it means to be a purposeful mom. So being a purposeful mom always sparks curiosity with moms Um, when I say that, especially if I'm like looking for market research people um, or moms really and or if I'm asking about, you know, something that I'm doing they always want to know what this means. What does this mean exactly when I say that phrase? Um, And it really makes them ask a lot of questions and makes them want to learn more. So today I'm really going to brief on what I mean when I say that moms need to be purposeful in their homes. So what do I mean? Well, number one, we really need to know what it is that we want for our families. What do you want your family life to look like, to be like? You really need to envision what that is and all of the details, okay? And we start here because without that vision, without knowing what we want for our families, for our children, and for ourselves, then we cannot set attainable goals to work towards. And we often just end up winging this mom thing and parenthood And we spend many days, months, and even sometimes years living in survival mode. I don't know about you, mama, but I don't want to spend my days of raising my kids in my home just praying for air to breathe, to breathe, excuse me, or for bedtime to come. And I do have days like that. Believe me, I'm like every other mom on this planet who just has a terrible day and is like, oh my gosh, is it bedtime yet? But I don't want to spend every day like that, right? Because when we do that, I believe that we're missing out on so many blessings that we could instead be claiming in our lives. So we need to know what it is that we want for our families, what we want for our children, and what we want for ourselves, okay? So these are questions that I want you 
to remember to go grab a paper and write down right now. Okay, so I'm gonna go over them just one more time because I didn't really say them as a question, but what is it that you want for your family? Personally, what do you want for your children? What do you want for yourself? Okay, so remember those questions, write them down and then use it, those questions as a guide to create that vision for your family, okay? So if you are taking my course, this is something we would deep, uh, deep, we would dive deep into, um, go deep into whatever, <laughs> uh, excuse my, uh, misspoken word there. So this is just a, and, and, and it's just a small part of what we cover and learn in pillar one of the course. We just start with what's that vision, right? Um, you need to know what that is. What is it that you want? That looks different for every mama and Pillar one is all about the uniqueness of each family and each mom and how that applies. Like, what is it that you want? And then it goes into other detailed things throughout that very first pillar to really get mom zoned in on what it is she wants for her family, what values she has and doing these exercises and and things to really get honed in on this, right? And again, I'm just briefing on what I believe it believe what it means to be a purposeful mom and a few of the most important things that we need to at least get started on that journey. So pillar one is really, um, like I said, it's just so beneficial for ourselves um, and for our family discovery. And it really will change lives right from the start of the course for those who take it and show up and do the work. Because if we're not doing the work, then there's no change. We can read things and we can learn things and we can um, we can study things and research things. But if that's all we're doing and just um, having information and knowledge and not actually applying it to our lives and acting on it and putting some action behind it, then it's not doing any good. It's not working, right? It's not going to work. So we have to show up and do the work in any area of our lives, including being a purposeful mom. We can't just know some things, um, some of the things that help us to be a purposeful mom. We actually have to start applying them in our homes and to our lives in order for them to work, right? So the next thing that I believe you need to be a purposeful mom is to take care of you, mama. And I know that so many moms and people today are just so sick of hearing about self-care. I see lots of eye rolls. I see lots of sighs. I see lots of um, even reels when I watch them every once in a while. I try not to get sucked into them too much, but they are a fun, mindless thing to do. And honestly, I do watch them sometimes for research to how on how to get better at doing reels myself. So um, I see some reels even that are like, we already do enough as moms and now you want us to take care of ourselves and yada, yada, yada. Obviously, I see a lot of them also on the importance of taking care of ourselves as moms. But let me rephrase it to you this way. And this actually comes from somebody that I interviewed on my podcast, a marriage and family therapist. And she said, because we had that talk about how moms 
and how people are just so sick of the self-care talk. They're just so annoyed by that phrase. Um, And I get it. You know, something becomes a hype and then people are like, yeah, right. You have no idea what goes on in my life, right? So she said, we really need to make space for ourselves at moms. And she was really talking about what we were talking about just for context We were talking about postpartum depression and anxiety and then a struggle that I have had in my life uh, since I've had my second child um, that I'm actually prepared for if I struggle with it again for my third for the first time. I feel like such a burden has uh, has been taken off of my shoulders as I prepare to give birth to this new baby in a few months. Um, And that struggle is PMDD and it's a real thing and and people and the medical community and the mental health community, I am thrilled that they're finally starting to talk about this because it's not something that many talk about and, um, and even moms, they feel shame when they are going through it because it's just such this weird feeling to go through and not to feel like yourself for like a week, a week and a half, um, out of, you know, every month of your life where it's just, it's intense. Um, and, and, and it comes with a lot of feelings and shame. So I'm glad that they're starting to talk about this, um, in the mental health field. And that's what I study. So I'm all about that, but, and, and the importance of really taking care of our mental health. And that really starts with taking care of you. So what if we rephrased it as in, we need to make space for ourselves as moms. And I told her, I'm going to steal that, but I'm going to give you credit for it every single time because that is amazing. We need, and I think moms can relate to that, right? We need to make space for ourselves as moms. How many moms listening today are so selfless that they put everyone else and their needs first and often find themselves on the back burner? I'll give you a minute to think about that. How many? You don't have to write me an email or say, oh yeah, I answered yes to that question. This is for you for you to think about and to be honest with yourself about. I can tell you that I lived life like this for so many years, even before I became a mom. And I put everybody first and put myself on the back burner, even as I um, fought an illness, a debilitating illness. I still was putting everybody else in my life at the time first and before me and taking care of me. And I'll tell you, we cannot thrive under those circumstances, not as individual people and certainly not as moms. We need to make space for ourselves and give ourselves permission to be first. Why? Why is that? That's so foreign to us as moms, right? But we need to do this because mama, if we are not filling our buckets and we are running on empty, then we are trying to pour from an empty cup. We are trying to make our engine go when our fuel is on E, when that light pops up. And maybe it'll go for a little bit, right? But really, we're just running on fumes or pouring from an empty cup. And what is left? Nothing. We are literally not giving those that we love and care for the best of us And we're not giving that to ourselves either. So then who or what gets the best of us? What are we giving the best of ourselves to? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's all the tasks and obligations and even the mindless things that we do on the daily basis or on a daily basis, excuse me, that don't feed us and fuel us. 
but rather they take away and they deplete us. But what if we valued ourselves enough to make space for ourselves too? If we got up a little bit early or if we put a time limit on how much housework we're going to do in a day and then be done, no matter how much more there was to do. And we accepted that challenge that we make with and for ourselves to free up so much, uh, excuse me, to free up some much needed time for us as individuals to actually be on that mental calendar and perhaps the physical one too for those of us mamas who are very structured with our schedules or we took an active inventory of how we were actually spending our time and realizing that scrolling through those reels that I was talking about on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever your favorite platform is doesn't actually fill us in the ways that we need to be filled, but rather it takes away from us. If we could find that time by giving something up that does not serve us or doesn't matter as much as we think it does, like an immaculate house every single day, then we can actually fill that space with ourselves and we can start doing something that does fill us up again, that energizes us, that brings us peace, that grows us, and that fills our buckets so that we can show um, up as our best selves. What is it that you miss doing? What is it you wish that you still did before you became a mom? Or before you started putting everybody else first. Maybe it's getting lost in a good book. Maybe it's doing a puzzle. How about getting your nails done or your hair done? Oh my goodness, how much it relaxes me to go to the salon and have someone else wash my hair and cut it and make me feel beautiful. But I will tell you, I don't do that enough. But that's not the only thing that I can do, right? You don't go to the salon every day. You know, go get your nails done every day. I'm just giving you ideas. And every day, it could just be a little bit of something that you love that fills you up. What is it for you, mama? What fills you up and makes you feel like you could conquer the world when you do it or after it's done? Like, I love when I go get my hair cut and washed and professionally and even if I don't have makeup on and even if I'm not in the best clothes, like just that one little thing makes me feel like just more self-confident, just makes me feel like I just feel so pretty right now. Whatever it is, and there are many things that often can fill our buckets that actually fill them and, and don't take away, fill your space with a little of that every day and you will start to feel like a brand new person. Truly, please trust me on this one. This is so important. Um, and it's, and it's one of the first things again, it's not the same pillar as pillar one. If you were to take my course, but it's the next pillar because it's really important that we focus on taking care of ourselves. So we can't, we can't pour from an empty cup, mama, okay? So the next thing I believe that we need to be purposeful moms, and this one is huge, but you will have to attend one of my teachings or get in on my course to learn all of the deets about this one and, and all of these things really, right? 
So um, this one is connection. And all of these topics that I'm talking to you about today, I don't go through every single thing um, that the course goes over. But all of these topics that I'm just briefing on you with today in my course or in some of my free teachings, I do go into detail um, and tell you uh, we we go into deep detail on each of these these topics and I explain how you can do these things and give you resources as well on how to do these things and uh, certain things to implement in your home to make this uh, successful for you to set you up for success and all you have to do is do the work so um, I just wanted to brief on that like if I'm not trying to sell you my course or anything. Obviously, if you feel like, hey, this would be so beneficial to me and I want to learn more, then absolutely, that's amazing. Um, But this is free content for you. I truly want to teach you how to be a purposeful mom in your home by the things that I think are the most important. And and these, the ones that I'm talking about are it. The ones that I'm talking about in depth, these three, the first three things that I'm talking about are the most important things I believe that we need. And then we go do a deep dive into them in the course. So I just wanted to make that clear. It's like, I'm just briefing on them here today. So this topic, I'm going to just say again, is connection. And we need to connect with each of the members of our family, especially our children, And if you are one of those moms who live, eat, and breathe in the car because you are running kids all over the place, then my question for you, mama, and asked lovingly, of course, would be where and how are you finding the time to connect with your kids or your spouse or significant other if that applies to you? And are you feeling a true purposeful connection with each member of your family? We get to decide how we're going to spend our time. And we also get to decide what is on our kids' agendas, okay? So, of course, you can make time in the car a great opportunity to connect, but are you? And let me ask you something else. Do you really want to run around the way that you do and live, eat, and breathe in your car constantly? Or are you burnt out? I want to remind you or tell you in case no one ever has that you do have a choice. You can say to your kids or create this boundary and say you play one sport or do one thing at a time or become resourceful and use the community and find your tribe to do carpools. But our kids don't have to do all the things, mama. They do not. Sure, allow them to try things out and find what it is that they love to do. But I'm not going to kill myself so my child can play every sport instrument and be in the spring play if they aren't able to help get themselves to these things. And I get how challenging that is when you have multiple kids, but we do still get to decide and we still get to problem solve and use our resources if we have them. And I live in a very, very small community. Um, It's very rural. The community here is great, but we are relatively new over the past few years here. So I understand that, you know, we don't have a uh, a big community support as far as like, 
oh, helping, um, like having those resources. So if you're just like, yeah, right, like you don't even know what it's like because you probably have all of these resources and all of this support, well, we don't here. Um, and of course, we have a really great support system in our lives. I'm not saying that we don't have a great support system, but it isn't where we live. Um, and so that makes things challenging, especially if I was going to let my kids do all of the things that they want to do as they grow and get older. Well, then I'm going to be running around and I'm going to be literally living and breathing all of the things that they're doing and are interested in. And we're not going to be spending quality time together as a family. So, and the, and really the point of this is, is that I really truly don't believe that we're thriving as a family if our schedules are so packed full with outside activities or things that we don't have time for the members of our family or to do things together as a family. One of the things that I tell moms to do is, you know, and, and how to connect with their kids or their spouses or their family members, they're like, where am I going to find the time to do that? And it's a very small fraction of their time, 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes per person, but still I have a family of, okay, so I'm about to have three kids. So that would be 30 minutes of my day. Plus if I just made it so that I was giving 10 minutes of that to my husband as well, um, for, you know, setting aside this time to connect. Okay. That would be 40 minutes and then like 10 minutes for myself say, so let's just say it's an hour out of your whole entire day, not even a straight hour. It doesn't have to be like all at the same exact time and it wouldn't be right. But 50 minutes, less than an hour of my day that is split up into 10 minute increments. And I'm saying I don't have time for that in my day. I would ask myself harshly and lovingly, why did you have a family in the first place? Why did you have kids in the first place? If you could not take 10 minutes out of, a, out of your day, if you could not find 10 minutes out of your day to spend pouring into a person that you love unconditionally and that you value, because we need to be taking that time. But I will tell you, moms really struggle with that thought. And I get it because there's times where like just, you know, every once in a while or during, you know, days or whatever, if I'm not intentional, then I struggle with that too. But if I am intentional and I have this on my schedule already and I say, this is, you know, when I spend time with Jack, when he gets home from school, Nobody else is here. It's a perfect time. I get to do something with him and fill his bucket before I cook dinner. And then my being able to cook dinner goes so much more well for me. I'm not being interrupted constantly. Um, or he'll come out and, and chat with me while I cook dinner as opposed to fighting for my attention. I've given him that attention. I did something with him. It's usually for more than 10 minutes. Um, we'll do a puzzle or something, you know, what he wants to do. But on the days where I say, no, I don't have time for this. And I don't say that to him. 
But on the days where that I act like that or, or you know, you fall off the bandwagon because we all do, even if you have all the resources and tools and, and the knowledge, again, it's action. Sometimes we don't always act. Sometimes, you know, last week I had to go to the doctor and pick him up from school. So we weren't doing something like intentionally together, but I tried to make that time in the car with him. Um, just really connected time. And sometimes we have to, you know, revise how we're going to show up and do something, rearrange um, our schedule or whatever, and things happen. But if I'm not giving him that time, then things can get chaotic. He's fighting for my attention. He's been at school all day. If I start filling that time with other things, and I can, believe me, I have a million things to do just like everybody else, then I'm taking away from my child who needs me. And I'm not spending that time with him. And we really need to make sure that we value that time first and then fit the other things around that time that we are allotting for our family. And really, that's the point that I'm trying to make here is that we need to have genuine and personal connection with each member of our family and time together as a family as well. And that needs to be first above all of the extracurricular stuff, okay? I'm not saying take the extracurricular stuff out of the calendar and sit on the floor and play with your kid for hours a day and and never get anything else done. That's not what I'm saying. There's something that I do in my home. I live in a very, very, very large home. And um, that's not, I'm not saying that to brag. I don't think it's all good, believe me. This home, if I allowed it to, would consume every waking moment of my life and it still would not be cleaned the way that I would want it to be or the way that you know some people would say it needs to be but i had to get to a point where like what am i giving up if i'm cleaning this house all day every day if i'm spending my weekends cleaning this house and not spending it doing things with my kids so i do make time every day to clean something in this house and I give myself a time frame. This is your time to clean today or to do chores. Once it's done, it's done. And I come from a house where if there was like a spot on the floor, like we just had to have our house cleaned all the time. And my mom just really ex had high expectations with a clean house and I get it because I want that too at the end of the day. When there's a lot of like stuff laying around and um, there's just like clutter and like I'm very visually OCD, I call it. So like I can deal, I've come a long way and I can deal with a mess like even on Christmas, you know, the mess is everywhere, right? Like toy explosion, new things explosion everywhere. And then I start to feel like that anxiousness rise up inside of me and like oh man I'm like having a hard time dealing with this like let's start cleaning up a little because this is just now getting to me I get like that so I get it I want my house to be immaculately clean but what am I taking away from if I put that first 
I'm taking away from my family. I'm taking away from my kids. And we need to value the relationships in our lives first. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying give up all of the other things and just focus on those relationships and things in your life. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that the relationships in our lives, in our home, in our family, they need to be put first. They need to be of higher value than a clean house or playing soccer or being the next football star. The relationship, the connection with each member of our family, that comes first, always should come first. Okay. And yeah, we're going to fall off the bandwagon with that some days. And we're going to have to be like, oh man, like why is my kid out of control and like really irritating me right now? Because, um, they're just doing all these things. Well, kids do things to get attention and typically it's bad because they know how they know how to get that attention better than anything else. And that should say something for how society has taught us to parent, because if we were parenting, in a different way, then our kids wouldn't be always looking to the negative to get our attention. They would know how to do that positively. Um, But that's not the case. They do things to get our attention and often it is negative. And if we're filling their buckets first, then we eliminate some of that. And that eliminates some frustration in our lives. And we're never gonna regret spending that time with our kids, right? So to be a purposeful mom, we need to also ask ourselves what life skills and characteristics we want to see develop in our kids. And we need to ask ourselves if we're helping to foster and grow them in our children or if the way we're parenting our children is actually helping to feed some characteristics that maybe we don't want to see develop in our children, like the things that are coming out of our mouth. Uh, Maybe the way that we're judging other people. Maybe the gossip that we're constantly spreading um, and talking about, like talking with our friends. Maybe it's, you know, how we handle emotions and uh, circumstances and situations in our lives. They're watching. Whether you're saying this or doing these things directly to them or um, even in their path, they're watching, they're hearing, they're learning. Just always think about how our kids are always watching, hearing, and learning and seeing. Okay? And we also need to parent from a base of love. So, of course, we love our children, right? I mean, we want to be listening to podcasts and, and, you know, doing things to help ourselves grow if we didn't love our children. But are we parenting from a base of love or from a base of fear? And that's a tough question. And I think it's one that we really need to genuinely answer for ourselves again and say, are we scaring our children into submission or are we teaching them from a place of love? Are these things helpful Are these things kind? Are these things true? Or am I parenting out of anger and not purposefully in the moment in survival mode as many of us do? And am I parenting out of a base of fear or from a base of love? Because it's very important. 
And we need to also know what the most effective tools are, of course, when it comes to disciplining our kids. And it's not enough to know what they are, right? We need to know how to implement them into our home as well. These things are so simple and yet we often fall into negative patterns instead because we just don't have the tools necessary to parent our children effectively and instead we just wing it. So we're often just showing up in the moment winging it, doing what our parents did. We talked about this, right? Winging this mom thing, doing what we think might be right in the moment, sometimes saying really dumb things in the moment and then having to recant. I just want to let you know you can recant if you said something really dumb or discipline was too harsh in the moment because you were angry you can go to your kids and you should go to your kids and say hey listen like that was really hard mom was just you know really frustrated by the situation and I just feel like that was way too harsh and I'm going to change that and instead this is what's going to happen in this situation or circumstance if it happens again I'm not going to you know we're not going to do this really harsh thing that came flying out my mouth when I was angry and I and I'm sorry for that I'm sorry for saying that and that's not how I want to parent and asking for forgiveness it teaches us to to humble ourselves and it teaches our kids to do the same so to also be purposeful moms we need to assess how we're speaking to our children to the members of our family and to ourselves and what we're what they're even saying hearing us say okay even on the phone What are they overhearing? What are we saying that we think they're not paying attention to? But let me just remind you again, they're always listening. They're always seeing. They're always hearing. They're always learning. Okay. So what are those stories that we're creating? What are we telling ourselves on a daily basis? What are we saying about our children and about our families? What are we speaking in to our children and their lives? These stories and the words that come out of our mouths and how those words are expressed, our tones, uh, are we saying things kindly or harshly? And just because we're meaning to say things like I mean business doesn't mean we don't say them kind or that we don't have to say them kindly. We can be firm and kind. It's actually something that they teach you uh, as you're learning positive discipline and teaching it to parents. And, you know, as uh, they're teaching you how to like effectively communicate and talk to humans and children um, in early childhood, human development, counseling, firm and kind, firm and kind, okay? So how are we talking to our children? That matters too. How are we expressing ourselves? These things matter more than we think and more than you know we think about in the moment when we're upset or angry. And we often think that we have to discipline kids in the moment and that's not true. Don't try to reason with somebody when they are having a meltdown. There's really no point. You cannot reason with anybody. Think about it. Can somebody reason with you when you're just flying off the handle in a mood because we all do that sometimes we're all just in a mood whether we fly off the handle or we internalize but however we feel those emotions nobody can reason with us during that time 
So there's no point. And, and children are the same exact way. They're humans. They're just smaller than us. We can't reason with somebody when they're not in the right state and frame of mind. Instead, we can choose to ignore, keep our mouth shut, walk away. And then, you know, if you're worried you're going to forget, write it down. Say, I need to address this with my kid later when we're both calm. Come back to it. Discipline does not always have to be in the moment. Yeah, if your kid's running in the road and there's danger, address it immediately, no matter how you feel. If you're having an anxiety attack and it's making you scream and yell, I don't care. Address it immediately. Yes, that those are things. Dangerous situations need to be addressed immediately. But most of the everyday parenting things that we go through do not. And I'm guilty of this too. Because it depends on our emotional intelligence, our emotional control. Do we have control over how, uh, you know, what we're thinking, how, our, how we're feeling, and what we're deciding to do? We can control those things, and we should. So being a purposeful mom is being intentional in these things, okay? And there's other things that I go into um, as well in the course. Like I said, this isn't all of it. But it's really taking an active inventory of how we are showing up in our homes and for our families. And it's asking ourselves some tough questions like we talked about today and maybe and hopefully causing us to get a little uncomfortable even. And why do we want to be uncomfortable? Why is that a good thing? Well, because comfortable, uh, being comfort, comfortable, excuse me, being comfortable (laughs) and growth, comfort and growth are like oil and water. They don't mix. Okay. When you are comfortable, you are not growing in any area of your life, not just in parent and parenting. Think about it. When you are comfortable, are you growing anywhere you're looking to grow? So let's say it's working out. That's a good one. I want to lose weight. Well, are you comfortable at first? No, you're uncomfortable. It's painful. You don't want to do it. And you force yourself to show up for yourself every day. But then when you get used to it, all these endorphins, I mean, you start feeling the endorphins right away, I think, um, in my experience, and they're released um, right away. We know that. And we start recognizing how every time we show up, we feel better and we feel better and better and better and stronger. And then sometimes we even get addicted to it. Oh, I see how this is making me feel, how it's affecting my mood, how my body is changing and becoming stronger. But you're not comfortable at first, are you? And if you just show up the same exact way every single day, even when you're working out, and you become comfortable with that workout routine, what usually happens? your progress becomes stagnant, stops, right? Because you need to push yourself to the next level. You have to get a little bit uncomfortable to move forward to that next step of growth, okay? So when you are comfortable, where you are comfortable, there is not growth there. So ask yourself these difficult questions. Get a little bit uncomfortable. It's a good thing. You don't have to answer them for anybody else. Answer them for you. So each one of these pillars that I have built around being a purposeful mother focus on ways that we can be intentional and show up for our families 
for our children and for ourselves. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, man, this seems like a lot of work. And let me just say that everything that is important or worth fighting for, marriage, relationships, any sort of relationship, even the one we have with our kids, a friendship, we have to work at keeping that going. We can't just say, this person's my best friend and not talk to them for three months. Well, what type of relationship do you have with that person if you don't talk to them or spend any time with them for three months? I'm not saying that, you know, friendships don't go through phases. My best friend and I, we pray together every week, sometimes over summer when we're like going on vacations and there's hot and it's holiday season. We might, you know, during holiday season, pray twice in like a month, a month and a half because of just things, busyness and things going on in our lives and schedules not meeting up. But we're intentional to try to to send each other texts like, hey, hope you made it there safe. Love you. Can't wait to pray with you when our lives get back to, you know, our normal routines. Let's get back to a normal routine. Find a day and our days change sometimes. You know, this isn't going to work in this season of my life. What do you have on your calendar? Let's change things, right? You have to put in the work for anything, Anything worth fighting for requires work. And these are the relationships and the things in our lives that we should be putting the effort in for and fighting for. Not stuff for a job or for extracurricular activity. Not for our business to thrive. Say yes to those things too, if you have the capacity. But do that after you put your family first because your family is what matters. You are replaceable at your job. Businesses come a dime a dozen. They fail. They change. They grow. Different things are going on. You can hire people once your business uh, starts blooming to run your business for you and just show up and do the fun things. Wouldn't that be nice? But spending an hour on social media when you could be spending that valuable time from your family is stealing from you. Living your life, eating, breathing, and Uh, just every waking moment in your car, running around, depleting all of your resources is stealing from you, okay? And I promise that you are never, ever going to regret putting the time, the money, and the effort into growing your family life to where you imagine it could be. And by skipping TikTok and doing something with your family instead, But one day you might regret all the latter because you realize none of those things are what matters. And sometimes we miss chances and blessings because we close our eyes to them instead of opening them wide and looking around and seeing what surrounds us. Tonight, my family and I played hide and seek. Something we often do together, although it seems like it's been a long time because we do get off track when life happens, and it does, like we talked about. I'm just like everybody else, every other mom listening. But I will never regret playing hide and seek with my boys and my husband. I will cherish the giggles and laughter that that sort of connection brings and that we feel after we do something fun together. And we only played for 10 minutes because the boys were wasting their time that we had allotted to play the game. Um, and they were just wasting it on other things. So 
But even in that 10 minutes of playing hide and seek, we still bonded and we felt closer to each other. An opportunity that we would have missed if we decided to do something else. And it was just 10 minutes. In my course, we do a deep dive into the eight pillars of purposeful motherhood, okay? And it isn't work that you would hate doing. You would realize that it was worth the effort and you would appreciate the fact that when you show up and do the work, you grow in ways that you never dream possible. That it is possible for you to have the family life that you want to have and that you should have. Life is too short. We only get one shot at it. We should make every second count, especially with our families, okay? And mama, you can do that by just doing and really reflecting on some of the things that we talked about here today, and especially those three in the beginning. Um, If you have to go back, go back and listen to them again. You know, looking, figuring out what it is that you want for your family, yourself, and, um, and your children, right? Asking yourself those questions and kind of creating a vision around those questions. Again, we go dive deeper into uh, that concept and, uh, and other things in pillar one of the course. But then making that space for yourself as mom and as a human, because someday you'll always be mom, but someday you're going to be a mom that's an empty nester and you're going to say, what the heck do I even like to do? And it's going to be a a discovery period. Why wait until then? We shouldn't be waiting for for time because none of us know how much time we have. And I don't say that in like a dreary way, but we should be making the most of our time now. We should know those things and make time for our space or for our space, make time, take space. Oh my goodness. Make space for ourselves now. Take the time to make space for ourselves is what I was trying to say was not coming out that way Um, now in our lives and not waiting until we're empty nesters. That's a new discovery and, 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 and a new opportunity for growth, but not if we have to rediscover who we are all over again because we totally lost concept of who that is a long time ago when we became moms. We can have both. What is it? Um, and then connecting, Right. And of course, those other things that I talked about are important as well. All the pillars are important as well. I didn't go over every single thing, but you can start doing those things now without even taking a course. So mamas, stay tuned for next week as we talk about, and this is a big one, why the stories we tell ourselves, especially as moms, matter. Mama, if this message resonated with you today, please check out the description of this episode where you can learn more about how you can work with me to be more purposeful in your home starting today. There you will also find a link to sign up for the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood course at an amazing discounted price that is only good for the next 48 hours. So you definitely want to make sure that you hop on that amazing deal before it's gone. Take care and God bless.